I'm Jonathan Capehart and welcome to Capehart. The Apollo Theater is the legendary performing arts venue in the heart of Harlem. Crown Jewel on 125th Street that was the launching pad for just about every major African-American artist in the 20th century. Today, it remains a can't-miss stop for merging black artists and iconic stars. After 90 years, the Apollo is now the Apollo Performing Arts Center and will undergo its first-ever expansion and renovation. And now, leading the charge is Michelle Ebanks, who became its new president and CEO in July. In this conversation, first recorded for Washington Post Live on December 14th, you'll learn about my connection to the Apollo Theater, Ebanks' stewardship of the Apollo's $80 million capital campaign, and how her prior two decades of leadership at Essence Communications perfectly positions Ebanks to take the Apollo Theater to the next level. Well, this is sort of like a come full circle, old home <laughs> week kind of moment, because as I'm sure you know, in 1988, no, I'm sorry, 1998, 99, my colleagues and I on the New York Daily News editorial board conducted a 16-month campaign to save the Apollo from financial mismanagement, which eventually led to the appointment of Janelle Procope, whose leadership uh, over the ensuing 20 years not only put the Apollo on stable footing, but also set it up for future success. And now the reins are in your hands. How will you expand on the Apollo's truly positive trajectory? Yes, no pressure at all, Jonathan. Um, <laughs> no, this is an exciting time of change and opportunity. And, and you know, Janelle Proko, for her leadership um, over 20 years, for 20 years, you know, really with the community, with the board, with so many supporters, um, really created this, you know, trajectory for the Apollo and, you know, launched the capital campaign, $80 million capital campaign, Apollo Rising, of which 67 million has been raised. And, you know, it's executing for me on this phenomenal growth expansion plan. And that, that's the number one priority. I'm sitting here in our new offices at the Victoria Theater, um, and the new space at the Victoria will open this coming February, uh, two new artistic spaces. Um, so that'll take us to four stages. So the priority for, for me um, is to continue to execute on Janelle's vision and then to create just that model, uh, that sustainability model um, that hopefully will carry us forward for the next 90 years. Mm -hmm. uh, so you put a lot in, in that answer that anticipates a lot of, a, a lot of my questions. Uh, one is about the capital campaign, the $80 million capital campaign. I've been around long enough. I know you don't announce the capital campaign uh, until you've got more than half the money uh, in hand. And you said you, you're at $67 million right now yeah. so you're you're within striking distance how how will you um meet that goal or surpass that goal well i mean again you know janelle brought us um well over half the way um with so many generous you know donations and support from the city and state so we will continue to um tell our story and talk about the importance of this expansion, you know, what the capital campaign will afford us, you know, not only uh, managing these new two artistic spaces at the Victoria, 
which will be even more deeply rooted in the community. Um, it will allow us to provide for, you know, culture collaborators um, initiative and culture forward so that, you know, this is a space for our cultural organizations in Harlem overall and to support our entrepreneurs um, to have access to this venue. And then you mentioned the full scale renovation. You know, the capital campaign is critical um, to this renovation of a 108 year old building um, so that we can modernize, modernize the facility. Uh, you can imagine, you know, we hear about the incredible productions um, for touring artists. We can modernize our, our cameras, our rigging, create retractable seats for more flexibility, expand the lobby at a cafe, so our community can enjoy the Apollo from day to night, um, invest in the seating, uh, the acoustics, and really create, you know, a, even a, a more modern storied, but also modern venue that's adaptable for the many creative performances of our most iconic artists. So the Capital Campaign is critical to sustaining the Apollo Theater and us continuing to evolve, you know, our operations. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned you are sitting in new offices in the Victoria Theater. And for, for, for the uninitiated, the Victoria Theater is not right next door to the Apollo. It's about four or five doors down, four, three or four big buildings, big buildings down. Talk about why this expansion, like taking on, bringing the Victoria Theater into the Apollo family, why that's so vitally important to the Apollo's future? Oh, it's, it's, yes, we are um, a few doors down from the historic theater. And, you know, the Victoria Theater, you know, will allow, you know, has two additional theatrical performance spaces so that we can, ex we will expand from two stages at the Apollo to now four, including the Victoria Theater. So that, that means we can serve more artists, have broader programming. And our executive producer, Camilla Forbes, is, is just extraordinary um, in her programming vision and execution with her team and has developed artistic programming, you know, supporting experimental, innovative artists through to thought leadership, you know, with the Ta-Nehisi Coates curated at the Intersection Festival to Amateur Night and Music Cafe and Comedy Club and performances, recent performances that included Drake, U2, um, Little, Little Wayne. Um, this allows us to serve artists um, even more expansively and to attract even new audiences here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and so how how will it be a part of the community? It's one it's a great thing to bring in Lil Wayne and Drake and all and all the big stars, which is important um, because it, 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 it's great to have those big stars there because it puts a, a, a stamp of approval uh, on the venue. But how will the folks in Harlem and the surround the communities that are up there and around the Apollo and and the Victoria Theater um, be able to access these incredible venues? Well, um, Jonathan, that access, that deepened involvement in the community is mission critical for us. So while the Apollo will manage these spaces, 
we are inviting you know, our, our cultural community inside to participate in, in the theatrical performances, to, to mount performances, to utilize office space here. This is a community space and initiatives have been created over the past few years um, that really meet the needs of our cultural partners here locally so that, you know, this is a shared space that's open to the community and helps, you know, just become even that broader cultural hub um, that Harlem, you know, owns and, and is a part of its vibrancy and just telling, you know, telling the creative stories that are so rich here in this community. Um, let's talk about you. Uh, you came to the Apollo <laughs> after almost two decades at Essence Communications, um, from leading the magazine to the annual Essence Festival, or Essence Fest, as it's called. Your, your professional roots run deep in, in the Black community. What did Essence teach you about the Black audience, and how will that knowledge serve you now that you're at the Apollo? Oh, um, Essence gave me a deep appreciation for our culture, a deep appreciation for, you know, how our convening is important, of how our important our artists are, um, and helping us just move through life um, and telling the stories of the times, you know, that our culture has sustained us um, clearly uh, over a great deal. Um, and that convening remains a priority. And the, the creativity, um, the innovation um, that comes out of marrying our audiences and our artists and to deepen our connection to culture um, really sustains us and propels us forward. And at Essence, I gained a deep appreciation of the power of our culture, um, not only to get through difficult times, but to continue to strengthen generation after generation. You know, you, you talked earlier, at least in the intro video, about the, the digital reality um, that our, 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 our modern culture uh, has to contend with. Um, you know, you can be digital, you can be, you can be live on stage. Talk about the, the challenges and opportunities that this sort of new digital reality that we live in provides you now that you're at the Apollo. Um, yes, the, the, it's important that, you know, we are, we are also digital, you know, we are a destination, we are a venue, um, but audiences engage in content now live, which is, you know, breaking records all over the world, um, but also streaming, you know, other social platforms. So we will fully develop our distribution channels and our revenue streams so that we have this omni-channel model um, so where we can showcase our artists um, and their performances and reach even a broader audience and not only in scale, but in deepened engagement. So those are capabilities that you know, we will continue to develop. They were the digital stage here at the Apollo was launched during COVID. Um, 
and we can expand on that opportunity to extend our digital reach. So it's very much an embrace of you know the the modern digital technology and make that a part still of the richness of this storied historic venue. Sounds like you're hiring. If you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna be doing doing all of that streaming and live performances, that's a that's a and, and I say that because that's a great thing. That's a great thing for the institution. It's a great thing, a great thing for for the community. As I was as you were talking, it made me wonder. Is and maybe you're doing this already, but um, the old amateur nights are they already online? Oh, um, they're not um, online, but thank you for the great idea. Um, <laughs> we will definitely expand, you know, our content that is online. And Amateur Night is, Jonathan, it is such a jewel um, to experience Amateur Night, you know, even this, you know, season. It's just, there's no feeling like it here um, other than here at the Apollo. The mm -hmm. audience is so dynamic and engaged. There is an important part of the experience as the amateurs that are performing. So the alchemy here is pretty is pretty incredible. But but no, we will we will expand our digital content as well. You know, I've never I've never been to um, what was then called Showtime at the Apollo, which you would be able to see after Saturday Night Live. I'm telling you how old I am. Um, but if you watched it enough, you could tell just by the way the person walked on stage whether that person was was going to survive or not. Um, the yes. booze and the everything and being able to see somebody turn the crowd. I've, I've also watched someone walk out. They're booing him because they don't like his shoes or they don't like his outfit or her outfit. And then they stand up there and belt one out and they they win over the crowd. To be able to go back and see see those sorts of things would be would be really fun. Also, I had one old uh, coworker, like a couple jobs before the Daily News, who showed us when she and her two friends, they were they were on Showtime at the Apollo. And oh, wow. they got oh no, they got booed. They got booed off and you could pinpoint exactly exactly when it happened. It was a particular move that the audience didn't quite like. But back to back to the, the serious conversation. Your board chairman um, is, is Charles Phillips. Um, and you know he said your experience with Essence Fest was a big draw. And he said you understood the kind of artistic content that people would respond to. We talked about a, a, a lot of things that um, people are going to and that they're interested in, but is there anything that you foresee that we haven't foreseen yet down the road that the Apollo might uh, launch or take advantage of that'll put it um, at the forefront of, of this new age? Well, you know, what I, what I learned at, at Essence in working with artists and, um, seeing, you know, the types of programming that attracted, you know, huge audiences, you know, it was really a collaboration. We collaborated with producers, uh, with artists themselves, 
um, because you know that was a unique situation you know for the essence festival and given its scale and that deep engagement in community and so that collaboration that willingness to experiment just led to even more exciting content you know for the for the audiences and so you know it's the approach um really that creates you know what is special and new um that's unique um, that will be here at the Apollo. So um, we'll continue that collaboration, you know, which has been, you know, a hallmark here at the Apollo over the decades, and that will be a source of our continued success and innovation. You know, we're at a at a, a weird time in in our nation's history, um, in our in our culture, where there are politicians and states trying to, you know, banning books and doing all sorts of things that, that deny, deny history. Um, I would love your, your, your thoughts on that, especially now that you, I mean, you're part of the free press before as, you know, the head of, <laughs> of Essence Communications, but now you're at the vanguard of art uh, and artistry. Um, your view on this effort to either cleanse history or uh, erase history? Um, yes, well, we can't erase history. It, it is our history and, and despite efforts to attempt to do that, we need to continue to tell our stories. And you know that's why Camilla Forbes, our executive producer, is so incredibly brilliant. You know, with Tanahasi Coates here as a master artist in residence, um, using this stage at the Apollo to talk about the importance of his storytelling and why, you know, how he's dealing with efforts, you know, to even ban his books, um, our education programming, uh, the launch of Apollo Stories. Um, this is all the ability for our artists um, to mount their productions, um, their artistry, and have our youth um, and adults have access to these stories. So we're a stage, you know, we are stages and an opportunity for artists um, con to continue to tell those stories so that, you know, it is not erased. Um, you know, we, our history here when you know, black performers could not appear on stage anywhere else. The Apollo was an opportunity. So no matter what happens externally or in society, the Apollo will still be about opening its doors, telling our stories and having artists, you know, there are social entrepreneurs and we want to be that place where these entrepreneurs and reaching audiences and really getting their message across. There's nothing more powerful um, than music or artistry, just to reach that shared human connection um, and talk about the, connect the humanity for all of us. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Apollo has been so important to social change and will continue to be so. You know, you obviously you're, you're a black woman, but you're also a black woman in, in who has been in in high powered executive executive leadership. What 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 is or what are the greatest lessons 
you've learned um, being in the roles that you've had? Well, you know, the greatest lessons I've learned, you know, are several. One is that I am in service. I, I am in service to our culture. Um, that's the culture that, you know, has just brought us through so much and will continue to propel us forward. And, and this culture is important to the world. You know, I, I, I love when I think about the story of, you know, Paul McCartney saying when the Beatles first came to the U.S., you know, they the first stop, you know, they wanted to come to the Apollo um, because their music, you know, their, their view of the impact of their music was shaped by what they saw on the stage here at the Apollo. So we are in service to the culture. It's something much larger than an individual. Um, I am in service to the community um, and, you know, to, you know, our staff, you know, we're here working together. So leadership for me is, is truly service and the, you know, opportunity to be at this story institution is an incredible privilege. And I just keep that perspective and know that, you know, I want to be a part of sustaining what is the Apollo magic and its importance. And, you know, that perspective is what balances everything for me. Michelle Ebanks, I, I look forward to, to meeting you um, one of these days uh, up, there, up there at Harlem. Uh, at the Apollo Theater, and also to to see the new the new Victoria Theater, because that's a project that's been talked about for years, and it's wonderful that when did you say it's going to open officially? Uh, uh, February sixth, you know, we'll open with the Victoria Theater. It will be Soul Science Lab with the Renaissance Mixtapes, which will be a hip hop theatrical performance, not to be missed, Jonathan. You have a special invitation to come and be our guest. Oh, well, all right then. Um, what, hey, one more question, and I should I should know this, but has Beyonce ever performed at the Apollo? Oh, um, you know, I should know that as well. Yeah, I don't think so. And I, I don't. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's so. A, we may have that's to fix that. Yeah, I was going to say that, that, that that's an invitation. <laughs> at, Beyonce at the at, at the Apollo um, or at the Victoria Victoria Theater that it, that would blow the doors off Harlem. Um, Michelle that Ebank. Would, that would blow the doors completely off of Harlem, but from your lips <laughs> to God's ears. Let's 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 see if we can get that invitation out. Well, right. Well, you know, words have power. You want something to happen, you got to say it out loud. Beyonce, please come to the Apollo. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll try to get the message to her. Michelle Ebanks, president and CEO of the Apollo Performing Arts Center. That is the new official name uh, of the Apollo. Thank you very much for coming to Kpart on Washington Post Live. Jonathan, thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Kpart. It's edited by Nick Roberts. We'll have new episodes for you every Thursday. I'm Jonathan Kpart. You can find me on Twitter at KpartJ.